the way we should be we should be acting. Surgeon General, a group of the Surgeon General appointed, stay home, save lives. I have not left my house other than to take an evening walk outside when nobody's around with my daughters who were living here together in this house. And we, we walk outside, get fresh air. Maybe I did it once during the day to the backyard. You know, it's important to get fresh air and, and you know, in that sense, but we're not going places. We're not going places. There's way too much transmission. How much more so? How much more so? So everybody's got to go to get something. You know, there's something important, some trip you have to take to go and get something. But if you have come from Eretz Yisrael, if you have come from New York or from New Jersey, places of active transmission in the past few days, you should be inside. Your children should be inside. They should be staying as much to themselves as possible. They want to they come to the dinner table, but their work, their learning, their whatever it is, they should stay to themselves, have them a separate place to sleep in the house. It's very, very critical that we slow down the transmission on this thing. Stay home, save lives. A very, very good friend reached out to me and said, you know, you must be cooped up and it must be so hard for you. Tell you what, maybe we'll go for a power walk together outside. We'll stay six feet apart. I wrote him back. I love you. I appreciate your reaching out, but I don't think you understand how serious this is yet. If I want to take a walk, I have people who live in my house who were inevitably in contact with each other. We'll take that walk together. I'm not taking a walk with you. I love you. I look forward to the day I can take a walk with you soon, but this isn't, this isn't it. We have to stay home, save lives. Okay, now, with all that, let's learn a little bit, and let's get a little bit of a mabat, a little bit of a perspective, an uplifting and positive perspective, which is the way it should be, not as a consolation prize, but as a reality for us, the Bnei Yisrael, Maminim Bnei Maminim. Uh, 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 on Wednesdays, at 12, 15, 12, 20, I usually am sitting with a group of people in a business office for lunch and learn. Um, usually during the shear, everybody else is eating and I have water. I made a bracha before, don't worry. Um, I have water, uh, so I don't see so many people eating, but you're welcome to eat. Uh, Milchigs and fleshigs are okay. There's no issue of mixing them together on the same Zoom chat. Um, if one person's having milchugs and a different person's having fleshigs, please. Um, but the, 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 um, we, we get together and we're learning the, the Yudgimali Koreho Emuna, the 13 principles of faith built on the Shiurim of Meir Virabi Ramesha Shapira in the Sefer Emuna. Today we're going to take, we're going to be talking about Emuna and the Koreho Emuna, the fundamentals of faith. But we're going to deviate from where, we're, where we happen to be up to in that discussion, which is talking about the prophecy of Moshe Rabbeinu and the uniqueness of the prophecy of Moshe Rabbeinu, to just speak about emuna, emuna per se, and what it is, what it means. And I, I think that the way we, we, could, we should go about this is talking about emuna not as a prat, not as anything specific, but as a being, as a mindset, as a way that we look at the world, something which is a different pair of eyes, a fundamentally different pair of eyes to how we look at the world and everything which happens within it. Because that is what emuna is. It changes the way we see everything. There's a pasuk, there's a verse which it says, at Kriyas Yamsuf, 
when we crossed over the Yamsuf in anticipation of our crossing over the Yamsuf. Moshe Rabbeinu says to the Jewish people, Kasher es Mitzrayim hayom sifun lirosam od ad olam. As you have seen Mitzrayim today, you will never ever see them again. Now one way to understand that is that the Egyptians are going to be destroyed. So that powerful, powerful country, that, that Malchus, that, 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 that kingdom that held you in its grip, that controlled you so much for all of these years, they're going to be broken. They're going to be smashed to smithereens. They're going to be drowned in the Yamsuf, and you'll never see them again. You'll never see them again with that power. You'll never see them again the same way. Maybe you'll put it together with the prohibition in the Torah of a Jew to go back to Mitzrayim after Hashem took us out of Mitzrayim, after Hashem performed the Exodus Yitzhak Mitzrayim. But there's another way to read the Pasuk. And that is that you'll never look at Mitzrayim or at anything like Mitzrayim in the same way. Like you viewed Mitzrayim today, you looked, you turned around, you saw the Egyptians bearing down upon you, and you were scared as anything. That view is going to change as, about, as a result of what you are about to experience. Kriyas Yamsuf, the culminating event of Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, the event which, that series of events which formed the perspective of the Jewish people, ad olam, forever, until this day, l'cheirus olam, we went out from Mitzrayim for ultimate freedom, and the greatest freedom which we have is the freedom from being impressed, being overwhelmed by those things which would otherwise seem to threaten us. You look at Mitzrayim and you were completely, completely paralyzed, they're so imposing, they were imposing as the kingdom that enslaved you. They're imposing right now as the people who are chasing after you. As you saw Mitzrayim today, you will never see them again ad olam. You'll never see them again. They won't appear to you the same way as a result of Kriyas Yamsuf. One of the fundamental teachings of Rav Moshe Shapira about Emuna, about the Gyur Gimli Koreha Emuna, is asking the basic question, where is it that we actually have a basis for such a thing as fundamentals of faith? Where does the Torah tell us that there's such a thing as fundamentals of faith? The Rambam derived the fundamentals of faith from a Mishnah in Sanhedrin about who has a portion in the world to come. Kol Yisrael Yeshlam Chelekolam Haba requires belief in certain core principles. But where did that come from? How do we know that there's any such thing as core principles of the Jewish faith? And Rav Moshe said, that we get it from the fact that every day we're supposed to remember that Hashem took us out of Mitzrayim. And the experience of Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim brought into the Jewish people emuna, faith, faith in certain things, in the power of Hashem, in the fact that Hashem distinguishes between the people on the right side and the people on the wrong side, belief in, in a Navi, in a prophet, all of the elements that are there in the Yurgimali Koreho Emuna were demonstrated to us via the experience of Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim. And if the Torah told us that we're supposed to remember Mitzrayim every day, every single day, so then it's telling us that there are certain fundamentals that we have to keep in mind. There's a Chazal, there's a statement of Chazal that, that, that speaks about 
the, the Jewish people being identified as Ivrim. Ivrim. The Torah calls us, the Jewish people refer to ourselves as ta- at times as Ivrim. We translated it as Hebrew. We translate it as Hebrews. Avram Avinu, as we know, was Avram Ha'ivri. But here we have a plural, Ivrim. And the Medrash says, it's a Medrash in, uh, in, in um, Shmos Rabbah, Gimel Ches, that says that the term Ivrim is actually a composite of Ovre Yam, those who crossed through the sea. We went through Kriyas Yamsuf. When we went through Kriyas Yamsuf, the term Ivrim, which may have been an older historic term for us, from the days of Avram, the days of Aver, the son of Shem, Ivrim is that we are the people who crossed over the Yamsuf, and we were to some degree recreated, born again there. Rabbi Meisha Shapira, Mary Rabbi used to explain this as follows. It says that the Bnei Yisrael, Avru Bayabosha Hayam, we crossed through on the dry land in the midst of the sea. On the second day, on the second day of creation, Hashem separated the waters above from the waters below. He cleared the atmosphere. Mm-hmm. On the third day of creation, Hashem took all the waters. The sea was, the world was covered with water completely. And he narrowed them into the seas and he allowed the dry land to emerge. That was the moment mm-hmm. when existence on this earth came, came into being. There's now a dry land. People, human beings like us, who would be created on the sixth day, would ultimately be able to be on the dry land. At the Yamsuf, Hashem did the same thing again. There was a sea that covered an area, and Hashem cleared the dry land for us in the middle of the Yam. When we walked through the Yamsuf, it wasn't just an escape route from the Egyptians who were closing in on us. It was, in a certain sense, a recreation of the world for us. We're now on the dry land. We're now, Hashem opened up a new earth for us to stand on. And that earth, that new nature, is a nature where we're able to see the presence of Hashem in everything which is going on. And when that becomes the mindset, the perspective of the person, we're walking in a world where Hashem cleared it for us, created it for us. And he created for us in a misgered, in a framework, which is informed by the story of Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, where we see the hand of Hashem in our lives. Pesach. We call this Yom Tov Passover. Pesach. Because Hashem skipped over this house and then hit the next house and skipped over the next house to hit the one which followed after that. What that is a description of is the most intimate hashkocha, the most intimate divine providence, choosing and picking, not world events, but events that come to each and every person with a specific label and a specific direction, a presence of Hashem within the world. That's what Pesach teaches us. That's the name of the festival. And when Klal Yisrael had a chance to see that and to see it in its ultimate expression, when we came out of Mitzrayim and we walked through the Yamsuf on a new earth, on a new dry land. That's the perspective of the world, which is now the view of Klal Yisrael, of the Jewish people. 
a new and a different way, a completely different way of seeing anything and everything that happens within the world. A mom and a believer, when everything happens around them, they all say, of course, that we look, we observe, we, are, we need to know the science, we need to know the epidemiology, we have to understand the technicalities that will inform our practical behavior in order to be able to do things right, in order to avoid spread. Emuna doesn't cause us for one moment to close our eyes to the practical steps and realities that HaKadosh Baruch Hu expects us to make in the world. But Emuna creates for ourselves a broad perspective of what's happening. We understand that we're not living in a world of just whatever happens, anything happens. We're living in a world which is always guided by the hands of Hashem. Always present the hands of Hashem. The mamin, the person who repeats to himself daily, who sings to himself, mm-hmm. the, the, the 13 principles of faith that are expressed in the 13 lines of that song of Yigdal that we say all the time. It's a way of seeing Hashem, Hashem's presence in the world, Hashem's presence around us at any and all time at any at all times. You know that every day we say Psukit Izimra. Every day we say the songs of praise to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And the Gemara discusses, you know, you're not supposed to say Halil every day. A person who says Halil every day is, the Gemara says, is Macharif if it's considered disrespectful to Hashem. But when we say a person, what a person should say every day is Psukit Izimra. And all of the commentaries explain that the difference is that Halil praises Hashem for the miraculous. Whereas Psukhet Zimra praises Hashem for the normal, for what happens each and every day. The Aleph Beis of Ashrei Yoshvei Vesecha. And a person isn't supposed to just speak about HaKadosh Baruch Hu in the remarkable, in the, normal, in the paranormal, in the things that happen, the miraculous, the supernatural rather, I should say, the supernatural events that happen like on the days of Yitzhiyaz Mitzrayim. The idea is that we have to see HaKadosh Baruch Hu in the daily. And nevertheless, even though Psukhi is supposed to praise the normal, the custom of the Jewish people, the Ramam already brings it slightly differently, the custom of the Jewish people since the time of the Gaonim is that we say Shiras Hayam, we say the Song of the Sea as part of Psukhet Zimra, Az Yashir Moshe of Israel. Why is it? If this is specifically supposed to be about the, the abnormal, but Rabbi Shapiro used to explain that that's the idea, that when we walked through the Yamsuf, when we were the Ovrayam, when we walked through the Yamsuf at that point in time, the earth was recreated for us. There was a new world that even now, when we go through things which don't appear miraculous, but we see still the hand that showed itself to us at the time of Yitzhiyaz Mitzrayim. We're living in the strangest of times. A world which turned upside down in, in a matter of, uh, in a matter of, of days. And... Uh, we don't know exactly how quickly it will turn right side up again. We have to hope and pray, mamish, hope and pray, Yeshua Hashem Keref Ayin, that the same way it turned upside down in, in, in days, it will right itself, Bezos Hashem in days. There's plenty to pray for. There's, we can pray that 
seasonal weather changes should get rid of the virus. We can pray that HaKadosh Baruch Hu will enable those uh, finding the testing and the antiviral medications and the vaccine for this strain of the flu to be able to find it quickly and bring it to market quickly. And that HaKadosh Baruch Hu has no lack of tools at his disposal to enable this to happen. And we have to pray for it to happen quickly. But one thing is clear. When, whatever it is, we, we prepare, we take the necessary steps, but we always have the steady and clear vision of, of a mamin, of seeing that we're in Hashem's world and that Hashem is here. Hashem wants us to do these days differently. Hashem wants us to be in our homes, to be staying home and saving lives and to be able to, in fact, achieve certain special things, unique things that we, we don't accomplish when we're running around. We don't accomplish when we're together in shul. Something special, something different. I don't know what it is. We, we don't know why and we don't know what, but what we do know all the time, what we do know all the time, we're able to see all the time, is that what's before us today is to understand that if HaKadosh Baruch Hashem put us in a situation, the question we have to ask ourselves is, what can we do best today? Hashem has given us a different mission for today than it was for us a week ago. And to always see it as we're living in an ordered, ordered world. We can call it chaos because we can't go shopping like we used to. We can't go to shul like we used to. But really the real word, world is a different order. A different order. The Chazonish famously taught us that the bitachon, the trust which a human being has, is not a trust in a very specific outcome. We don't know what the specific outcome is supposed to be. But the bitachon, the trust, is that we're living in a world which is steadily and consistently guided by Hashem's hand. Those are the eyes of a mamin. Kasher isem es mitzrayim hayom lo sosifun lirosom od ad olam. We're in the period leading up to Pesach. Pesach is the festival of Emuna. It's the festival which, where we celebrate and remember what we recall each and every day and each and every day night that Hashem took us out of Mitzrayim. That changed the way we look at everything. Like as we looked at Mitzrayim then, we never see it again and we will never see it again. May our eyes of Emuna be crystal clear to be able to have that vision, to have that steadiness of knowing that Hashem is with us always. Always. That's the that's the end of the of uh, of my uh, of the shear that I want to give today. I want to just say uh, three closing notes. One is that, as alluded to, there's a song Yigdal Eloikim Chayvi We say it all the time. It's something which is said with a dying person. It's one of those few things which we're supposed to say with a person when they're, when they're getting prepared to leave the world. And it's, it's because it's, uh, it's um, it, it, the chaylat lo'elam abba, the portion of the world to come, as the Ramam says, is, is for us as we come to Hashem, as maminim, as people who saw Him in life and continue to see Him. Many times, it shouldn't happen again in the future to anyone. We've had the chance to sing Yigdal together with people, you know, as they've been preparing to leave the world. And just like the Shiraz Hayam, just like the Song of the Sea, Emunah is really built and held through the things that we sing. The, the, the songs of, of Pesach, the songs of the Seder, they're very, very strong. And so I won't do it right now with you.
but there's a great value to, 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 to the song of Yigdal, to, to see people who go going with confidence, and it shouldn't wait for, for ends, just in life as we do day to day, to sing our song with the 13 lines expressing all of our faith in Hashem's hand and in Moshe Rabbeinu's prophecy and all of those things, it's very rich, and I encourage us to, to, uh, to include it. The second thing that I want to share is that uh, as we have, uh, as we have uh, noted and reached out, we have to take care of each other. It's unusual time. Everyone should be staying home. Stay home, save lives. Repeat it again, stay home, save lives. Everyone should be staying at home. And even people who are healthy and not in high-risk categories should be staying home as much as possible. Trips out to get something should be sparing and careful and should be done with Rachmanus, not to empty the stores, store shelves of their contents, to be community-minded for others. But reach out. Reach out to people who you know shouldn't be going out at all and offer to do something for them. Offer to get something for them. And just to connect. Just to connect. Nobody should experience isolation. We get to be together in groups like this. It's critical. It's, it's oxygen. As I said, be together on the davening groups. It's so good for us to feel connection that way. Let's make sure to do it. The last thing that I want to mention, last but not least, is that we have a tradition for a hundred years in this year that on the Wednesday, more or less after Purim, we have a guest at the shir. His name is Rav David Leib Cohen. And he's a guest on the shir here today as well. He is in a room someplace in New York, I think. Am I correct? You're in Baltimore. You're in Baltimore. What are you doing yeah. here? What are you doing here? You're in a room here in Baltimore, and you're going to stay home and save lives. What's that? But it doesn't say in a mazikin. You have to really stay home, save lives, and and uh, and uh, Rav David Leib is a is a real shliach mitzvah. He helps tremendous tremendous uh, amount of aniyim and Eretz Yisrael. He's been our shliach for years. Rav David, I give you the microphone for a couple of minutes, and then I'm going to talk to you offline about your travel plans.